There are two weeks until the next eve, but aren't we always on the eve of something? Time never stands still, and neither does information. Data, facts, and anecdotes all swarm around at blistering speed, but it is possible to stand on the shore of the raging river and take stock, build a camp, and plan for the future. And that's kind of the point of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast that is always on the move. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's edition, the consumer price index rises with the increasing cost of energy leading the way. The corporate owner of the Daily Progress outright rejects a takeover bid from a hedge fund. The UVA Buildings and Grounds Committee contemplates a new building name. The city manager who wasn't takes a job in Pennsylvania. And UVA health officials provide information on the variant Omicron and urge continued vigilance and mask wearing. In today's shout out, a shout out for shout outs. If you're interested in getting information out in this spot, consider supporting Town Crier Productions by making a $25 contribution through Patreon. That gets you or your nonprofit organization four shout outs a month. These can be for a nonprofit, an event, or just a message you want to get out to the world. There are a few guidelines, but this is a great way to support this newsletter and podcast and to get some eyes and ears on something you want to shout out. Contact me for more information or just sign up at patreon.com and we'll take it from there. In another sign, Virginia is experiencing another surge in COVID cases. The seven-day average for positive test results is 8.1%, up from 7.2% a week ago. Today, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 2,848 cases today for a total of 994,069 confirmed cases since the beginning of the pandemic. The total number of COVID cases in Virginia will likely cross 1 million total cases over the weekend. Dr. Kosti Safri is the Director of Hospital Epidemiology at the University of Virginia Health System. It's nothing short of tragic um, to think um, about those numbers, particularly when you then think about the number of hospitalizations, deaths, the families um, that have impacted the lives lost um, due to that. Um, When we have... um, you know, a, a toolbox of tools that uh, um, can um, can be used and employed that prevented that. Today, the Blue Ridge Health District reports 61 new cases and an additional fatality. The percent positivity in the district has increased to 8.6%. Yesterday, the Virginia Department of Health identified the first case of the Omicron variant somewhere in Virginia's northwest region. The strain was first announced globally on Thanksgiving, according to Dr. Safri. We know that it's spread across and around much of the globe. Really, all continents um, of the uh, have have cases of COVID except for Antarctica, um, and that it's uh, in you know um, nearly 60 countries. Last I saw, Dr. Safri said it's too early to know for sure, but for now, it appears that Omicron may not cause as severe cases of the disease, despite news it may spread more easily. I think that still is very early data and something that we need to take with a grain of salt. Dr. Safri said that early reports are that vaccines appear to have a level of protection against the Omicron strain. But this protection is diminished and not as robust. 
the open questions, I think, are does that laboratory data really um, um, bear out in the real world? Um, so that's information that we need. Um, and the other question that's, um, you know, just too, too soon to answer is exactly how, you know, how long that protection lasts. Scientists are also studying the possibility that Omicron is more transmissible. But that's another open question until more data comes in. Dr. Safri called the current wave in Virginia a resurgence of the Delta virus and is likely caused by more indoor gatherings. I guess in my role, I don't hear from many of those people um, except when I'm taking care of them in the hospital. And um, it's usually in the past tense. I did not believe COVID was a big deal. I did not think that COVID was a risk for me. And those are the people that I'm seeing in the intensive care unit that are having, um, you know, are struggling to survive COVID infection. Dr. Safri said mask wearing remains an essential tool in public settings to slow the spread. He also recommended people who feel ill should get tested, as should people who are going to be heading to a family gathering for Christmas and other holidays. As 2022 approaches, a new governor will take over in Virginia who may have a different position on masks and vaccines. There continue to be some people who are calling this entire thing a hoax. I guess in my role, I don't hear from many of those people um, except when I'm taking care of them in the hospital. And um, it's usually in the past tense. I did not believe COVID was a big deal. I did not think that COVID was a risk for me. And those are the people that I'm seeing in the intensive care unit that are having, um, you know, are struggling to survive COVID infection. The next COVID numbers from the Virginia Department of Health will be out on Monday morning. The consumer price index increased 0.8% in November, continuing a yearly trend towards higher costs across the country. Overall, inflation is up 6.8% over November of 2020, before seasonal adjustments. Energy costs were up 3.5% in November, with gasoline rising 6.1%. Food costs were up, but at a much lower rate of 0.7%. According to a release from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, November's annual increase of 6.8% matches October's increase, and that had been the largest 12-month rise since June of 1982. The energy index increased 33.3% over the past 12 months, and the gasoline index increased 58.1% over the last year. That's the largest increase since April of 1980. The average price for natural gas has increased 25.1% over November of 2020, and electricity has risen 6.5% over that period. At the same time, the Bureau of Labor Statistics also reported that the average hourly earnings for all employees decreased 0.4% from October to November. That figure is down 1.9% year to year. According to another report released yesterday on the work experience of the population, 26.4 million Americans experienced unemployment in 2020, up sharply from 12.9 million in 2019. Never to be interim Charlottesville City Manager Mark Woolley has taken a job as the Deputy Executive Director of Delaware County, Pennsylvania. That's according to an article on Bloomberg Law. Woolley cited an unwillingness to face the city's problems under an interim title. He told the publication he would constantly be looking for another position in the face of pressure. 
Last Friday, Charlottesville's procurement department issued a request for proposals to hire a firm to conduct administrative services on an interim basis. Here's a section from the request for proposals. The services shall be provided by an individual who is either employed by or under contract with the successful offerer and who is approved by city council. That bid process closes on December 14th. This morning, the city issued an addendum to the RFP in response to questions from one firm. Woolley would have made an annual salary of $209,102.40 and would have had a $500 a month allowance for a vehicle. We also know from that addendum that there is one deputy city manager position vacant and several other departments are currently led by an existing employee in an acting capacity, such as the city's communication director and the head of information technology. The police chief position will not be filled until the firm is hired to provide interim city manager services. We're also waiting to see what briefs will be filed in response to former city manager Teron Richardson's federal civil rights lawsuit against Charlottesville City Council and others. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time for another subscriber-supported public service announcement. The Charlottesville Jazz Society at seavillejazz.org is dedicated to the promotion, preservation, and perpetuation of all that jazz. And there's no time like now to find a time to get out and watch people who love to play. The Charlottesville Jazz Society keeps a running list of events that are coming up at seavillejazz.org. Sign up for their newsletter today. Two segments to complete today. The owner of the Charlottesville Daily Progress and many of Virginia's other newspapers is rejecting a takeover bid by a hedge fund. Alden Global Capital announced in mid-November that it sought to purchase shares of Lee Enterprise at $24 a share. Lee Enterprises responded initially by invoking shareholder protections. Yesterday, they issued a press release stating the price was too low. After careful consideration with its financial and legal advisors, Lee's board determined that Alden's proposal grossly undervalues Lee and is not in the best interests of the company and its shareholders. In a second release yesterday, Lee Enterprises reported revenue growth in their fiscal fourth quarter. The governing body of the University of Virginia met this week, as did the various subcommittees. The Buildings and Grounds Committee had a light agenda that included a recommendation to approve the name of a new building. Colette Sheehy is the Senior Vice President for Operations and State Government at UVA. We're recommending Contemplative Commons as the name for the building that will house the Contemplative Sciences Center. The building will be constructed on Emmett Street between the pond at the Dell and the buildings that house the Curry School of Education. According to its website, the Contemplative Sciences Center's mission is to advance the study of human flourishing at all levels of education. This building is designed as a hub for academic, co-curricular and extracurricular activities, interdisciplinary collaboration and research, and engagement between between UVA and the Charlottesville communities. The center's construction is funded in part by a $40 million gift in 2016 from Paul Tudor Jones and Sonia Klein-Jones. The couple was also instrumental in the center's founding in 2012. 
The committee also approved site guidelines and the concept for the expansion of the UVA Encompass Rehabilitation Hospital at Fontaine Research Park. The project will add 16,400 square feet and renovate 50,000 square feet of the existing hospital. I'll have more from the Buildings and Grounds Committee meeting in an upcoming installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement and another week. The next thing that you will hear will not be something you hear. You will only read the Week Ahead newsletter, which will take a look at what's coming up in government meetings uh, next week, uh, which is we are getting close to the end, but there still is a lot more of 2021 to go and a lot more could still happen. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. I put a plug at the front of this one, so I'm going to go ahead and not plug at the end of this one. I really do just want to thank everybody for subscribing and all of the people who have been sending this out there. In the past month, traffic has begun to seriously go up a little bit higher, which is fantastic because my hope is to get this information out to as many people as possible. For those of you who get weekends, have a great weekend this one. Please do stay safe. I will go ahead and admit that I am going to the library right now to go pick up a COVID test because I have had a few flu-like symptoms and I want to make sure I rule that out before I go and meet with anybody else, uh, which gives me plenty of chance to get ready for the next installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay in touch.